Take your Bibles and find the end of the book of Job. Thank God for this blessed old book, Job and the 39th chapter and the 40th chapter and the 41st chapter is where we shall be. Hadn't the Lord been good to us? Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Wonderful. Thank the Lord God. I sure am glad he still manifests his presence amongst his people. What a wonderful crowd, even with all the graduations going on this end of May. Thank the Lord for this wonderful crowd. Thank the Lord. Good to be with Brother Mooney and his family. Good to be with all the Lord's people. Job. Lord, thank you for Calvary. Touch us one more time. Lord God, we'll thank you for it. <clears throat> In Christ's name, all the Lord's people said. Amen. Thank the Lord. I want to preach on spiritual warfare. Chapter 40, you got behemoth. See chapter 40, verse 15, there's behemoth. That's an old dinosaur. Look in chapter 41, verse 1, there's Leviathan. That's an old dragon. What do y'all think about that? There's behemoth and Leviathan. Now they're right here at the end. Pictures of Satan. Very clear, detailed pictures, types of Lucifer, Satan, the old dinosaur. The old dragon, behemoth, operates on the ground. And, and Leviathan operates in the sea. Now, is anybody here interested in the Lord making us overcomers? What I'm fixing to say, I'm not fixing to say it to uh, fram and beat down on anybody. Because we want to we lift people up. We don't want to beat people down. So I'm not saying this to beat you up, but we have a generation of drug addicts. And I'm not picking on the men here and their struggles, but we have an entire nation that is on dope of some sort. And I, I don't want to name specific certain things. There's a whole lot of stuff we're taking that we don't need to be taking. Now, if you got actual sickness and the doctor has actual medicine, I think you ought to take the medicine. Because Paul told Timothy, take this for thy stomach's sake. But there's a whole lot of Americans walking around numb like a zombie that shouldn't be, and a lot of Christians. And I'm going to tell you what this stuff does when you're taking a bunch of medicine that, that, that a, it wasn't a medical doctor gave it to you for medical purpose. I don't want to be ugly and confuse people. But it makes a generation of victims instead of victors. I'll not be brought under the power of any. That's what Paul said in Corinthians. Not be brought under the power of any. And uh, I got news for you. The hour we live in, Brother, the devil would like to take over your mind and he'd like to take over your spirit and he'd like to take over, he'd like to take over the world and he'd like to take over the church. And I'm going to be honest, he's uh, gaining plenty of ground in the secular world and in the church. And he's gaining ground. 
Now, I want to tell you this. You're not looking at a doom and gloom preacher. We were told it's going to get real bad, and then we were told it's going to get real good. (laughs) And I'm banking on both of them things to happen. So when it gets real bad, I'm not real confused. And I know it's fixing to get real good. If you'll just leave your Bible laying there, I'll sign it in a minute. Amen. Whether you want me to or not, I'll sneak around. Now, I got, I got news for you. Job gives us a beautiful picture of spiritual warfare. I've never seen it until recent days. How many chapters we got in the book of Job? It's all right to talk to me. 42? All right. I'm going to say something and see if some of you Bible students can get running ahead of me and see where I'm going. For 42 chapters, Satan's turned loose on a man while God just looks on. All right, he's running ahead. I'm watching your countenance to see if you're going to get with me. That 42 is a pretty Jewish number, isn't it? Y'all ain't helping me. How many... How many children did the two she-bears come out of the woods and kill when they mocked the rapture? They had two she-bears come out and killed 42 children. Y'all ain't helping me. How many weeks is the two witnesses going to stand in the book of Revelation? Thank you. How many names are listed in Matthew's genealogy, chapter 1, that Jewish book? Oh, yeah, 42 names giving it the Jewish genealogy. Y'all ain't helping. I'll throw something at you. I don't want to hit our elder brother, but I'll, I'll, I'll throw something at the rest of you. 42. So let's back up and try. Are y'all smelling the second coming? All right, all right. I'm not doing it. It's probably me not doing good enough. Let's try again. Are y'all not seeing the, the, the prophecy in the book of Job? Are you seeing the picture of the second coming? Forty-two chapters, Satan has turned loose on a man. <laughs> and for 42 weeks, the devil's going to be turned loose in this old world. Y'all ain't helping me in that seven-year tribulation. Rapidly, quickly, hastily, let me add that the church won't be here. Did you know that where Job is located in this, that there was a man in the land of us? Did you know that's Petra? And that's where Israel's going to be hidden when it gets real bad. All right, I need a little help now. Okay, I got behemoth and Leviathan at the end of this thing. But back up to chapter 39, verse 19, I got a horse going into battle. (laughs) All right, brother's getting it. Shook's getting it. I got a horse going into battle. Y'all ain't helping me. Ain't you read the book of Revelation? Ain't you been around second coming preachers? Thank God them horses are going to mount up there at the end. All right, and I got an eagle in verse 27 mounting up. And verse 30, her young ones are sucking up the blood and where the slain are, there is she. I've read Matthew 24, where the carcasses are, where the eagles be. Y'all ain't helping me. Okay, I just need you to see something. Job, in these 42 chapters, you get to the end of it, and there's the battle of Armageddon laid out. There's a behemoth, a great beast. Matter of fact, the greatest of the beast. 
I'm in chapter 40, verse 20, where all the beasts of the field play, but uh, old behemoth is the big one. <laughs> See, verse 19, he's the chief of the ways of God, and them beasts are playing. And honey, you get to the end, you get to the end of that seven-year tribulation, you talk about the beasts. Y'all ain't helping me. But he's the chief one. Whew. Anybody with me? Anybody with me? So I'm needing you to see we're at the battle of Armageddon. And there's old Leviathan. That fire-breathing dragon. You want to see him breathing fire? Maybe a new convert here hadn't got to read this. Maybe a backslid Christian don't read their Bible. So chapter 41 and verse 18. By his niecings, old English word for sneezings. By his niecings, a light doth shine. Hmm, light's coming out of his out of his nostrils, and his eyes are like the eyelids of the morning, hmm, glowing eyes. Out of his mouth go burning lamps, and sparks of fire leap out. Out of his nostrils goeth smoke as out of a seething pot or a cauldron. His breath kindleth coals and a flame goeth out of his... Is anybody with me? Now come on down there to verse 33. Upon earth there is not his like. Is anybody seeing the Antichrist, the beast, the false prophet, that, that, that great man of perdition, who is made without fear? He beholdeth all high things. I'm in chapter 41, verse 34. He beholdeth all high things. Seemed like the devil in Matthew 4 took Jesus up into a high place and beheld all the kingdoms of the world. Are y'all with me? He's a king over all the what? The children of pride. Was that not original iniquity? Was that not the original sin? Was pride? Mm, mm, mm. All right, do y'all see him? I'm just wanting you to see. I mean, folks, I don't know everything. I don't know half of everything. I actually don't know much. But I know I believe that Bible. And this is an Old Testament picture. He's a king over all the children of pride. Brother Jonathan, what verse is it? What verse is it? Three or four. I don't have time to go back up there. It's a long ways. Where he makes a covenant. Verse 4. Woo! Seem like that Antichrist is going to make a covenant in the middle of that tribulation. Y'all ain't helping me. Soft words, as I say, soft words and supplications. Oh, he knows how to sweet talk. The devil knows how to sweet talk. And he sweet talked Eve in the garden. He's going to sweet talk Israel and Islam. It's Saturday morning. You came. You deserve a little extra. My old daddy wondered, my old preaching daddy wondered if John F. Kennedy would be a mock resurrection. He's got that wound to the right part of his head and his right shoulder. Some Old Testament scripture said the Antichrist is going to have that blinded in his eye and his right shoulder wounded. With all the cloning and the DNA I'm not suggesting it. I'm just telling you. My old daddy wondered. He said the world would sure fall down and worship him. 
Come on now. I, you know, I doubt that'll happen. But something like that. He's going to mimic everything the Lord's ever done. He's got to mimic a resurrection. At first three and a half years of that tribulation, he's going to be the man of sin. And then there's going to be a wound somehow to his right eye and his right shoulder, Zechariah, Daniel, Revelation. All right? And then he's going to be, a, he's going to lay there, the whole world think he's dead, and he's going to rise up seemingly from the dead. But I think it'll simply be Satan moving into his corpse and animating his body. And he goes from being the man of sin to being the son of perdition. Mm. And he's going to make a covenant and bring Israel and Islam and all of the, I don't know how all that's going to be. He's going to make a covenant and brother is going to be, yeah. Well, there he is. I just wanted you to see he's making a covenant. Soft word supplication. Just need y'all to get in gear with me that we're in great spiritual conflict right here. Are you with me? Okay. Now, I'm going to say something. I need you to listen carefully. We understand that the church is not going to be in that seven-year tribulation. But we do understand that we have a clear picture in front of us of spiritual warfare. And I'm going to say that at the end of the church age, we are having a lot of these conflicts. See if you go along with this. These beasts are on the move. And this dragon's on the move. Now, I'm almost done. I'm kidding. I'm just getting started. No, it won't take long. I just want to show you this. I need you to see the behemoth and Leviathan in 40 and 41 in that second coming scenario. All right, now what's at the end of 39? A horse and an eagle. I'm about to run. I'm about to gallop. I'm about to fly. I just want to show you this. Do you got behemoth circled? If you don't mind marking your Bibles, and our Bibles need to mark us, behemoth and Leviathan. But look what he gave us right before the behemoth chapter and the Leviathan chapter. He gave us the horse and the eagle. I will throw something at y'all. I really will. What about that? And I know you're chewing. I need to give you a chance to chew. But the Lord gave us the horse and the eagle. That's, that's me and you. We're the overcomers. <laughs> I'm about to run and jump through a stained glass window. <laughs> Woo! Shook will pay for it out. He's got a lot of it. He sings and preaches and travels. He's got money. What about the Lord? Give us the horse and the eagle. That's us. That's us. And the scripture tells us how they are warriors. Mm. Let me talk just for a minute. This is a brand new study. It's just a month old. I hadn't studied I'm scared to study it. I'll just preach it and think about it. <laughs> Behemoth is on the ground. Leviathan's in the sea. 
an old dinosaur and an old dragon. He goes down into the deep, but then he can fly. So the horse is on the ground, the eagle's in the sky. I'm about to run. I'm about, I'm about to find the biggest fella in here and just whoop him. That's how good I'm feeling. And I've got gout, blood pressure, bad joints, no muscle, all flab. <laughs> Help me now. I worked out one time and found out I was allergic to exercise. I was. My skin turned red, sweat popped out. I had a hard time breathing. I was allergic to exercise. I quit it. Never done that again. Good night. Heart was beating fast. I quit that foolishness. I was allergic to exercise. Well, behemoth is on the ground, so God gave us the horse to meet him on the ground. Leviathan goes down deep, so the eagle goes up high. Woo! Oh, yeah. Behemoth. Don't make me go up there and study now. Y'all got to help me. What's it say about behemoth? What's the first thing it says about his strength? Talk to me now. We're studying this morning. Behemoth. Shook. What are you doing? Reading the uh, Aesop's fables? Where are you at? Help me. What verses said about behemoth? And is it not the first thing out of the mouth something about his strength? All right, y'all go. It's verse 16. What does it say? I guess. Oh, yeah. Yes, verse 16 is the first comment about him. Lo, now, his strength. <whistles> strength. It's behemoth that got strength. So look what this horse has got. <laughs> verse 19. Hast thou given the horse strength? <laughs> Look what the horse has strength. Hast thou closed his neck with thunder? Whew. All right, I'm just saying that the devil's got strength, but so do we. <laughs> Isn't that something? And, and, and that Leviathan, he goes down into the deep. But that eagle, he goes up on high. Read it for yourself. I'm about to shout. Which glass window y'all don't love as much as the other? I'm going through in a minute. They all look the same. Just showing you something here. This horse and this eagle. All right, let me show you something here. All right, y'all with me? We got behemoth and Leviathan. But thank God, aren't you glad before them two chapters got here, we got a horse and an eagle. Amen. Amen. Mm. Mm. All right, I need to make sure, are y'all a horse or an eagle? Because we got some other animals in this chapter. And so right here at the end of the church age, we do have more than horses and eagles. I need to check y'all out and see what y'all are. I hate to tell you this, but we got wild goats in verse 1. Chapter 39, verse 1. Are y'all looking? We got wild goats. I hate to tell y'all this. In verse 5, we got a wild ass. (laughs) You've been pastoring two and a half years. That's good enough to figure out that some of these are goats and some of them are asses. That's old King's English. I know the kids... You know, don't understand that, but look in verse 9. There's a unicorn. There's magic, new age, 
witchcraft probably was a beautiful thing in his day made by God, but boy, doesn't the devil like to turn things around. Now the unicorns. That door knocking in Britain a week ago and the woman answered the door and had a unicorn. Unicorn is the emblem of Scotland. The lion is Britain, but uh, Scotland is the unicorn. And she had on a unicorn shirt and it said magic or something. Unicorn. How many folks in here is messing around with black magic witchcraft? All these ghost whisperers and all these mediums. All right, unicorn. I'm just saying, how many wild goats we got in here? How many wild asses we got in here? How many unicorns we got in here? Be amazed how many people's mixed up in sorcery. Number one best-selling book for how many years for children? Harry Potter, which was nothing but a school. Harry Potter was a boy that was in school to learn witchcraft. The devil put this entire nation of youngins in witchcraft school. What do y'all think about that? Unicorn, we got something else down here. Look at verse 13, we got peacocks strutting around. Boy, there's a lot of pride in the, in, the, in the Laodicean church. A lot of pride in the American church. We got too much money in America. We got a lot of platform Christianity. Mm. I stayed in Mississippi one time. They put me in a grand hotel where presidents and senators and grand stately people. Man, the pastor... It wasn't a rich church, but his cousin worked over there. <laughs> he got me a room. Can I get a witness right there? All them rich people went to breakfast in their pajamas. Oh, it was something gowns. They'd come down there. Everything was silver and teapots. and Man, so I went in my pajamas. <laughs> Long flannels and a T-shirt with holes in it. And it, was the, it was the royalty thing to do. They went down there in their pajamas and their gowns. I come in mine and I just stared over at everything. Hey, what are y'all having for breakfast? <laughs> the Magnolia Plantation. Oh, it was grand and glorious. And they had peacocks <laughs> everywhere. And there was one male peacock and he was the king of the roost. And he'd, and he'd you know, he was the big daddy. And he took over the front porch of the place. And he'd run all them other ones off, you know, and just them, them females. And Oh, if anybody got on his turf, human or peacock, them, that tail would come out. Boy, it's pretty too. And then when he got to wanting to uh, spend some time with one of the females, he'd flutter them things. It was glorious to see. I went home and tried that on Jennifer. I said, hey, baby. She said, Lord, go, you need to go back to Mississippi. I said, I'm coming to breakfast in my pajamas because I'm high cotton now. Well, that thing was proud. Posturing all the time. Making sure it kept its perch. I've been in Baptist churches long enough to know there's some peacocks floating and floating around through here. And they're very territorial. And they're very proud. And they shake their tail all the time trying to show people who they show their tail. That's what the peacock does, shows its tail. 
trying to make sure everybody knows this is the biggest and the best. Talk, y'all got to talk to me. Good night, we'd have revivals if a bunch of preachers get off social media and quit trying to... That's the truth. We'd have revival if, if us preachers could get humble and just get in it for the cause of Christ. It's not the story's not supposed to be about us. It's supposed to be about Jesus. Peacocks. Now, now we're going to have abortion come up. Look at verse 13. The ostrich. The last animal mentioned just about it before the horse and the eagle is the ostrich. Look what the ostrich does. The ostrich gives us a lesson on abortion and a reprobate mind. I couldn't believe it when I read this. Boy, you got the right book in your hands, folk. It's always up to date. Job was written before Moses wrote the first five books of the Bible. You may have a new Christian here that don't know that. Job is the oldest piece of literature in the world, secular or sacred. They can't find anything that's been written before the time that Job wrote his. And Job wrote that before Moses wrote Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. And he's already at the first book written thousands of years ago. And the Lord done seen abortion and a reprobate mind. Y'all want to read it? You want to read it? I'm in chapter 39 and verse 13. There's the ostrich which leaveth her eggs in the earth and warmeth them in dust and forgetteth that the foot may crush them or that the wild beast may break them. Here it comes, verse 16. She is hardened against her young ones as though they were not hers. In verse 17, because God hath deprived her of wisdom she treats her young as like that and God took her mind from her what do y'all think about that look who she attacks she don't attack the wild beasts that are out there trying to get her youngins verse 18 she lifted herself up on high she scorneth the horse and his rider you got a bunch of ostriches don't care about their babies and all they attack is Christians Do y'all see that? The ostrich don't care about her young ones lest the wild beast get them. There's the beast again getting the youngins. And all she wants to attack is the horse and his rider. That's us. This generation killing their babies and got no reprobate mind now and that's all they want to attack is Christians. Is any, boy, that Bible, was, that thing was written before anything. And God done seen the last generation. What does this ostrich do? What's it known for? It, whenever you mention ostrich, go ahead and tell me out loud. Sticks its head in the sand. That's right, brother. Sticks its head in the sand. Is that not the church of the last hour? Everything happening in our nation, everything happening to our children, 
everything happened to this generation and a bunch of independent Baptists down there got our head stuck in the sand and we're just worried about what temperature of the service. Why did it go 15 minutes too long? Somebody parked in my parking spot. How come my nephew didn't get to be the youth pastor? And, and why did she dare sing my song? She knows that's my song. Y'all ain't helping me. And the pastor didn't go see my great aunt three states away when she had her big toenail removed and we need another pastor because he's lost his burden. Got her head in the sand. In the meantime, the wild beasts are eating our children alive. We got our head in the sand. And the only thing we attack is Christians. How goofy is the church in this hour? The only thing we attack is Christians. That ought to be the only thing we don't attack. Everything else, we ought to be ready to jump on it. Well, what do y'all think about that? We got any wild goats in the church? There's that wild ass and that thing is rebellious and stubborn and won't be tamed and can't be used. Oh, I'm telling you. Okay, I'll just check and see if you was a horse and an eagle. My, my. Mm. What do y'all think about this Bible study? I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it. It's just three weeks old on me. Never seen this. Now, let's, let's read about the horse and read about the eagle, and I'll be done. I'll probably be done in under 10 minutes. There's been three parts of this sermon, and we're in the third part. It wasn't a plan. It just happened that way. All right. We looked at Behemoth and Leviathan, and then we looked at these uh, animals around the horse and the eagle. By the way, in this last church, the last hour, you're going to have a lot of these wild, crazy animals. But now let's get to the horse and the eagle because that's what we're supposed to do. Let's see if we can give the horse six minutes, give the eagle four minutes, and when we'll be done. Where are we eating lunch at? Wherever you want to. Boy, I like that. I notice we're in the rich part of Atlanta. I'm, I'm, I don't know. Let's make Jonathan pay for it. Let's go somewhere. Excuse me. Look at verse 19. Let me just read some things here and see if the Lord will help us. Spiritual warfare. Anybody here interested in being an overcomer? I want to be a horse, not a wild goat, not a unicorn, not a peacock, not an ostrich. I want to be a horse. That's spiritual warfare. Verse 19, hast thou given the horse strength? Hast thou closed his neck with thunder? The Bible said, canst thou make him afraid as a grasshopper? The glory of his nostrils is terrible. All right, I noticed something a while ago. Let's do a little contrast with the horse and behemoth because they're the ones that are going to meet on the ground. I noticed something. See, the Bible, the Bible, the Bible's rich and every detail matters, every jot and every tittle. All right, I noticed two parts about behemoth. Look in chapter 40, verse 15, and verse 16. Said his, is everybody looking at chapter 40, verse 16? Behemoth, his strength is in his loins and his force is in the navel of his belly loins and belly 
I'll be appropriate. But that belly speaks of the appetite of the flesh, the loins, the reproduction, and that boy hadn't the devil ruined a lot of lives with adultery and fornication. I'm just looking at my Bible and behemoth, the belly, the loins, mm. the appetites of the flesh. What do y'all think about that? But look at the horse. I've just seen that's why I had to sit in the back. I had to study while y'all sang it. I'm sorry, but I had to. Now look where look look at the body parts mentioned about the horse. Whew, about to run. We're going to see what the King James Bible says. What does it say in verse 19? Hast thou clothed, given the horse strength, hast thou clothed his neck? And in the next verse, the glory of his nostrils. Oh, wow. I need somebody to help me. Help me now. Come here, Jake, if you're going to be a horse. Let's see. I need another good young man. You want to help us again today? Come here, son. You're going to be behemoth. That's a bad deal. You got to be part of the Trinity last night. Now you got to be an old dragon, an old dinosaur. What about this? The neck and the nostrils. Now behemoth, picture the devil on earth, the belly and the loins, the appetites and the desires of the flesh. All right, you're behemoth. You're done. Go sit down. Good job. Give that boy a donut later. But look what it, when he talked about the horse, his neck and his nostrils. Both of them on his head. Y'all ain't supposed to. Y'all, y'all got to help me. The old devil likes to go to your, to your appetites and desires. But God... God wants to make sure you don't lose your head. It's not, it's not the first piece of armor called the, or that, that top piece of armor in Ephesians 6, the helmet. What does the neck do? The neck supports the head. What does the nostrils do? It's the opening that brings life to the brain. Thank you, son. What do y'all think about that? God wants you to have your head about you. He wants you to hold your head up with your neck and with your nostrils take in the breath of life. Y'all ain't helping me. Don't operate down there in your belly and your loins. Operate up there with strength and with life. Amen. I just seen that. Y'all don't think about that. Call me in a month and tell me what you've learned about that. I've just seen that. I mean, this Bible will help us. Now, verse 7, I'm, I'm looking at behemoth, verse 17. He moveth his tail like a cedar. And then in verse 18, his bones are like bars of iron. That movement of the tail speaks of the deception of the serpent. Revelation 12, when one-third of the angels were deceived and persuaded to go with the devil, said his tail drew a third part of them. I'm going to tell you something, honey. Deception is the chief characteristic of Lucifer. 
Brother, if he could talk man and woman in the garden with God into going with him, he's deceitful. Brilliantly so. If he can persuade, watch this, I've never wrapped my mind around this. If he could talk one-third of the angels into taking his side in heaven, looking at God and the Son, looking at God in the throne room, took them with him. Honey, you better run to that altar and hang on to the four corners of it. You better run to that Bible and bury yourself in it. Honey, he can talk people, talk angels into anything. You better not listen to him. And his bars are like bars of iron. Strongholds. But thank God, look at the horse. Look at us. Mm. Verse 21, he paweth in the valley, rejoiceth in his strength. He go, I'm in verse 21. He goeth on to meet the armed men. Whew. Glory. Mocketh at fear, not affrighted, not turneth back from the sword. The quiver rattleth against it, the glittering spear and the shield. Can't you see Goliath trying to intimidate David? But David kept a coming. There's that quiver rattling, that spear glittering, the shield. Verse 24, he swalloweth the ground. The fierceness and rage. Neither believeth he that it is the sound of the trumpet. He saith among the trumpets. By the way, it's trumpets. Revelation, second coming. Ha! Ha! <laughs> you ain't going to scare him. He smelleth the battle afar off, the thunder of the captains and the shouting. He's ready for battle. Hey, y'all. I'm going to say something about this old horse. He has no fear. He goes on to meet the arm. I'm going to say something. Y'all better holler amen and I'll head for the end of this sermon. I'm going to start this quote and y'all finish it. For God hath not. Oh, that's pretty good. Boy, y'all are ready to quote the Bible. Uh, it was ready with John 3.16. Let's try this. One. For God hath not given us the spirit of but of power. I don't care if that behemoth is the biggest, baddest things. We don't have a spirit of fear. We have power, the sound mind, the love of Christ. Run on into battle, folks. Got nothing to fear. God's on our side. That horse goes on into battle. Thank God. Going into battle. Going into battle. Going to meet the armed men. Behemoth is down there. Goliath is a looking at you. But honey, just charge on there. And then when them trumpets blow and they try to scare you to death, just say, ha, ha. Right. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm quoting the King James. Ha, ha. Can I paraphrase modern day trash talk? Is that all you got? <laughs> Woo! Is that all you got? You say, yeah, but look at Behemoth in 40. And look in Leviathan in 42. Go ahead and look at them. You got Behemoth in 40. Leviathan in 41. How could that horse run in the middle of that? Because 41 ain't the last chapter. Because <laughs> 41 ain't the last chapter. There's a chapter 42 where God's going to resurrect some things. God's going to reward some things. God's going to remember some things. And God's going to retribute some things and recompense some things. There's a double portion. In chapter 42, 
Behemoth looking pretty bad and Leviathan scares me to death. But that's just me. There's one in me and he ain't afraid. Greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. That fire-breathing dragon. I just want to be an ostrich and go hide my head in this thing. I'm not a brave man. When things go bump in the night at our house, I send Jennifer. I say, honey, you know God's called me to preach the gospel. You can't afford to lose a good man. Go check on me. The Lord will be with you, darling. I'll be in here praying. The old prophet will be in here praying. Oh, look at this. I'm just giving this y'all to study. Let's close by looking at the eagle, verse 27. Mm. Doth the eagle mount up at thy command and make her nest on high? Good time at 30 minutes of preaching just right there. Woo! What does an eagle do? Mounts up. What does Leviathan do? He goes down. Thank God in an hour. Hey, I'm going to say this. Y'all better make this sermon fast. In an hour where the devil's taking everybody down, me and you ought to be mounting up. And make her nest where? On high. Look at these next two words. Spirit-filled life. Can you believe it? Look in verse 28. Can you believe it? Look how these next two words of the New Testament spirit-filled life jumped in over here in an eagle's nest. She does two things. What does she do? She dwelleth and she abideth. I'm about to pick up the skinny fella and run. You stay right there. Looking for a skinny man. She dwelleth and abideth. Y'all know we ain't got time to go into no New Testament study. But that dwelling... That abiding. John 15, abiding. He that abideth in me. Spirit-filled life. She dwelleth and abideth. She done mounted up, made her nest on high. She's dwelling and she's abiding. Mm. You ought to give me Brother Shook's offering just for, I mean, that's an hour of preaching and I went right by it. He's willing. He's willing. Look at this. She dwelleth and abideth on the rock. Woo! What's the next phrase? Upon the crag of the rock. All right, I had to study that two weeks ago. I didn't know what a crag was. I thought it was an old mean woman I seen down at Walmart. She looked a little craggy. But it wasn't. Crag! <laughs> Crag. Had to look it up. It's the only time it's in your Bible. Nowhere else in your King James Bible will you find the word crag. And I'm pretty sure it's in none of them modern versions. Crag. That's, you know, too much for them. They probably replace it with a water balloon or Count Chocula. Who knows? Just something, anything. Anything but the actual word. The crag. You know what it is? It's a broken place. She, uh, about to run. I know, I know that they, they picked it up and put it back together again, but I'm going to mess it all up again. I'm going to mess up his object lesson. 
You know what a crag is? I did me a word study. Root word said to be broken. And this is a broken place in them rocks, way up in them cliffs. That's where she makes her nest, in the broken places. I'm about to run. God will probably go to the worst thing that ever happened in your life. And that's where he'll nest. (laughs) Woo! We got a Bible illustration of this. Moses said, Lord, show me in Exodus 32, 33, and 34. Show me thy glory. So he found a cleft. He found a broken place and stuck in there. Y'all quit worrying about them awful things and them broken things and them bad things. and them. That's where he goes to. I couldn't help but see this while ago. You know where all that landed while ago? It landed in the altar. <laughs> it landed in the altar. <laughs> and, uh, and the Lord, you know, here he's going he's gonna to make sure you land with all your broken places. All that's a mess, but it's okay if it's all right there. He can take all that and make something more beautiful. Do you know Romans 5 says much more? Five times. Romans 5, where sin abounded. Grace did. Much more. Says it five times. In Romans 5, five is the number of grace. Five times in Romans 5, grace will do much more. And here's what old Adrian Rogers said. We gained much more in Christ than we ever lost in Adam. When this gets torn into that and the Lord gathers all that up and makes it again another vessel, it'll be something ten times more glorious than what that was. Only in the mean parts of the independent fundamentalist does he make another vessel that's inferior. Somehow some of them boys got a God who can't do a better job second time around. <laughs> it's always better. God don't do anything worser. He always does something better. You say, I can't believe that. I, it's not my fault. You're not going to have faith. The whole thing works by faith. That's just on you. If you don't want to believe God and his gospel and his grace, then that's on you. But if you believe all of it, you can have all of it. And it's all yours whether you believe it or not. (laughs) Huh? Mm, Bless the Lord. He takes in broken places. All right, I'll quit. Not done, but I'll quit. There's a cross. Let me ask y'all a question. I'm closing. What's the worst thing that ever took place on this earth? All the wars, all of the 
natural tragedies, all of the awful, what's the worst thing? I'll tell you what it is. It's the day that the creatures put the creator on the cross and killed him. Is that not the worst thing? When he who is holy, holy, holy became sin for us. There ain't never been a war worse than that because that was a war of all wars. There ain't never been a sin worse than that because that was all of our sin in one sin. There's nothing more awful than that that happened was the cross. What's the worst thing happened in this world was the cross of Calvary 2,000 years ago. All right, I'm going to ask you another question. It's going to be a little different question, but it's going to have the same answer. What's the, what's the what's the best thing? What's the well, I can't even get it out. What's the most wonderful, glorious, greatest? What's the best thing that ever happened in this world? It's the cross. You say, how can the best thing be the worst thing? Because God can take it down to there. And then when he... <laughs> That's the most wonderful, glorious thing that ever happened in this world. We'd all be in hell without it. He went to hell for it. So I have a question for y'all. I'm closing now. Here's my last question. Is it possible that the worst thing ever happened in your life could become the greatest thing. Well, sure it is. That's where he's going to go to, that crag. That worst thing where he's going to make you something. You're going to live in it. And what once was hell will be heaven. I bless the Lord. See, your worst sins where your greatest forgiveness took place. And you're not living no longer in your worst sin. You're now living in your greatest forgiveness. Amen. Your worst fall is now your highest height when he brought you out of it. God will take the worst and make it the best because he's a big old God. He does stuff like that. He said, I can't hardly believe it. I know I've been dealing with you all weekend. You won't believe nothing. Woo! I say glory. Thank God. In an hour where behemoth and Leviathan are doing their thing. Thank God in an hour where there's wild goats and ostriches and all kinds of stuff. Unicorns and peacocks. I'm glad there's some horses running into battle. Somebody said, it's real bad over here. And they say, ha, ha. Is that all you got? You better have more than that. Be like Elijah up here with them 850 false prophets. Y'all ain't got no more than this. Woo-wee. Thank God there's some eagles mounting up. Amen. Hallelujah. I want everybody to stand. Come and pray if you'd like. Let's come and pray over these things. Brother Shook, would you play something for us? Let's come and ask God to give us great victory. Let's come and ask God. Don't let us be victims. Let's make sure we don't act like them five lowly animals. Let's make sure that behemoth and leviathan doesn't have their way, but that we're a horse and an eagle. Come pray with us.
Come pray with us.